as, uh, as we go forward in what's happening in the New World Order and the insanity of man shaking his fist at God, man saying that there is no intelligent design by a God up in the clouds, but with the, uh, the cloud of the internet and artificial intelligence, we're dealing with some crazy, crazy stuff. And you will begin to sink. Your house will begin to crumble if you do not have the confidence and the trust in the word of God as the established, secure, stable word of God. He is the truth. Amen. He is the way and he is the life. In this portion of scripture here, it says, therefore, we understand what the there is there for. Amen. Paul always talks about belief before he talks about behavior. Isn't it true? God doesn't just want us to change our external behavior. I can do that. I did that for a lot, a lot of portion of my life. I grew up in church. My father was the, the pastor. I knew, I knew how to let the old ladies know that I was a goody two-shoes, right? But when I laid my head down on the pillow, I knew that there was sin in my heart, desires in my heart that were contrary to God. And I needed his grace and his passion to change me. This is what we're talking about. Belief comes before behavior. The principles and the precepts of God comes before the practice of righteousness. Isn't it true? Everything that we have and everything that we act on is based on the truth of God's character revealed to us. We live it out and we walk it out based on our love for him and his love for us. Man, what a great, great life that we have lived. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast. This word be is encouraging. It means keep on becoming. Keep on becoming. Keep on becoming steadfast and movable. This uh, portion of scripture here brings us to this mystery and victory in verse 50. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50, it says this, I tell you this, brothers and sisters, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed, transformed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written. And we sang about it several times today. Here it is. Are you ready? Death is swallowed up in victory. Amen. Death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, a great big but of God again, but God, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, who has won the victory over sin, death, and the grave. How does that knowledge, that word, that truth to you today, how does that change your life? 
If it doesn't change your life, there's something wrong with your trust and belief in the word of God. When the word of God gets into us, it doesn't come across a void. When the word of God goes out, it accomplishes what it, what it is meant to do. The Bible says in Hebrews that the word of God is living and active, able to cut into the very, between the very soul and spirit. Reveal to us who and what we are because we don't really know we need the power of the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to minister his grace and his, his power to us. To show us who we are so that he can show us who he is and we turn to him. Repentance. Amen. We're looking to the world. We're looking to the flesh. We're looking to the devil. God's calling us. Turn, turn, turn. What do we do? We turn to God. And we say, God, I can't manage my life. I can't do it on my own. I am not the Savior. You are. Save me from my sin. Amen? The Bible says that we're born again into the very kingdom of God. We come alive to the kingdom of God. We talked about being alive today. Raised from death into life because of the victory of the person and work of Jesus Christ. The lamb that was slain. For the salvation of his people before time began, the plan of God. Amen. What a great God we, we serve. What a great God we serve. So keep on becoming steadfast, immovable. Amen. So this passage of scripture brings us to three questions. Okay. What should we, what we should be, what we should be. Paul commands us to be steadfast, immovable. Like the uh, Corinthians, we're prone to be impatient. We're prone to be proudful. We're easily discouraged. We're sometimes lazy. We let circumstances of life blow us out of the water. They become mountains in our, in our lives. We allow financial setbacks or job problems to depress us. We're human. We understand that. Yet Paul says, get a grip on the resurrection and God's plan for your life. Amen? Get a grip on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and what that work of Christ has done for you. We'll be firmly rooted in what we know to be true about life and death because we have confidence in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe that he overcame sin, death, and the grave. It gives us a solid footing today. Amen? The word steadfast, immovable, and always clearly show us that such labors are not to be spasmatic. They're not to be lacking in continuity. There's no off again, on again switch as Christians and believers. We don't take a vacation from our sanctification. We don't take a, 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 a vacation from our testimony in the Lord. We don't take a vacation in honoring him in everything that we do in word and deed. We're steadfast. Let's turn over to 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 17. 2 Peter chapter 3, 17. Those of you that have your Bible, just wrinkle the pages a little bit for me, okay? There we go. Nice. Second Peter chapter 3, 
17 and 18. And it goes like this. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. But here it is. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. We're not to be carried away. We're to be steadfast. This word steadfast literally means settle the matter. It's the thought of stable purpose, something that will not easily be disturbed. The Corinthians were prone to fickleness, shifting without reason from one position to another. There was factions. There were schisms. There were people saying, I'm of, uh, I'm of Peter. There were people saying, I am of Paul, of uh, Apollos. Then there were the really, really goody two-shoes that were saying, I am of Christ, you know, with pride in their heart. There was, there were the gathering around the communion of the Lord Jesus Christ where they were, they were just gluttony and people just gorging themselves on a meal while neglecting those that did not have. There was problems in the Corinthian church, people. Problems. And Paul is encouraging these people, keep on becoming steadfast and immovable. It doesn't matter where you are now. Move towards this trust and confidence in the word of God. Let it change your heart and life. Give you this steadfastness, this resoluteness, this firmness, not being fickle or wavering. Amen. This word wavering means shake with a quivering motion, become unsteady or unreliable, be undecided between two opinions of courses of action. Right. We choose this day whom we will we will serve. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Come hell or high water, we will serve the Lord. Come imprisonment, we will serve the Lord. Comes persecution, we will serve the Lord. Come humiliation and embarrassment. Friends, are you with me? We will serve the Lord. Amen. Steadfast, immovable. Steadfast is from an old English word, standing firm. Synonyms for steadfast, abiding, constant, dedicated, dependable, enduring, established, faithful, firm, fixed, immovable, intent, loyal, persevering, reliable, resolute, single-minded, stable, stalwart, staunch, steady, unfaltering, unflinching, unswerving, unwavering, wholehearted. The word steadfast means firmly seated. Do not waver. Amen? Ephesians 4 tells us that we allow the word of God to be a part of our lives so we're not tossed to and fro upon the winds and the waves of culture, human speculation, and arguments of man. Steadfast. Then there's the word immovable. It has a negative portion in this Greek word, which we get the word kinetic from. 
immovable. For years now, Zachy's been trying to run up to me and move me and push me around as the sun. For years, I have maintained my stable position. I was immovable. Now, I'm starting to be movable as he comes and forces himself upon me. And uh, sometimes I run for safety, in fact, <laughs> because he's big and he's strong now. But see, this word immovable is powerful, guys. It means that whatever comes upon you, it will not affect your trust and confidence in the word of God because the word of God is settled in heaven. The enemy and all his foes cannot move you. Government institutions with all their declarations and legislation cannot move you. School board systems cannot move you. The lure of materialism, the lure of fame and power and wealth will not move you because you're settled on the word of God. You are immovable. How many know that the enemy this week has tried to move you, amen, off of your foundation, which is found in Christ? It's funny, the greatest victories that we experience as believers in Christ are because of the, the hardest, most brutal attacks of the enemy. You ever see that wide world of sports? The agony of defeat or the thrill of victory? Your greatest victory will happen in your greatest battles, in your greatest hurts, in your greatest sorrows. And God knows that. And he understands it. In those times, we operate in the fellowship of his sufferings. And in the fellowship of the sufferings of Jesus Christ, what did Jesus say? The man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, misunderstood, misrepresented. What did he say? My joy is to do the will of him who sent me. Amen? What did God say in his word? It was the Father's will to crush Jesus. But yet, Jesus said, my joy in this crushing is that I'm doing the will of God. Amen? Doesn't this translate to your life, what you're going through? Lots of times, we want to step off of our secure footing and run. Don't give the devil an opportunity to create a foothold in your heart and in your life. We studied the armor of God, didn't we? I don't recall any armor covering your backside. All the armor is up front. You know why? Because the church of Jesus Christ, the gates of hell, shall not prevail against the church. Because we are on the offensive, and we are tearing down strongholds, and we are preaching the gospel, and we are inviting the kingdom of heaven to infuse and infect this world, this kingdom of this world. That's our call. That's our desire. That's why we do what we do. We're crazy, crazy people doing what we do. If you stop by the church, you'll see all the craziness that's going on. All the work that is entailed in creating the house of the Lord is a powerful, powerful thing. We thank everyone for participating and being a blessing.
and what God is doing. What we should be. What we should be. Steadfast. Immovable. Not moved away from one place to another. And in the present passage here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 expresses Paul's desire that they prove themselves to be saints who could not be moved away from the truth concerning the resurrection. There was elements in that day that was stating that the resurrection had already happened. You missed the boat. Sorry. Now you have no hope. That was not the case. And Paul is clearing this, clearing this up. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, gave himself for me. Amen. Immovable, friends. Immovable. Steadfast, unwavering. Because of the truth and power of the word of God. What what should we do? Jesus said, I have come that you might be miserable here on earth. Live a religious life that makes you sick. Because you want to do all the fleshly things of the world. But you got to be self-righteous to prove others that you are a good person. No. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundant. Amen. Jesus said that literal, not literal, spiritual rivers of living water shall flow out of our inner being because of what Christ has done. This is powerful, powerful stuff. So fill your days with things that count for Christ. Amen. Fill your days with things that count for eternity and count for Christ. Pray the prayers of God. Pray the dreams of God. Pray the plans of God. Pray the work of God. Pray the will of God in your heart and life. Work while it is day. Amen? Because you have heard and believed. You've meditated on the word of God. You believe deep in your soul that death is swallowed up in victory. And I am more than an overcomer because of what Christ has done for me. Immovable, steadfast, settling it in your mind and heart by grace that Christ is real, that he's alive, and he's got a purpose for your heart, purpose for your life that overcomes your pain, overcomes your sorrow, overcomes your literal hatred for yourself, because that's what the enemy brings to this world. Hatred for self, hatred for God, hatred for others. I'm blessed to see everyone Working, abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen? Abounding in the work of the Lord. Abounding means that we should overflow. Amen? We overflow. It's like a river that overflows its banks. It's a cup in which you're pouring orange juice and you look away and you hear the liquid hitting the table and you turn back and it is overflowing. 
This is what the Spirit of God does for us. He doesn't fill us up to the brim. He fills us up to overflowing. Amen? And out of that overflowing of the presence of God and the truth of God comes all ministry. Comes out of the overflowing of the grace and the love of God in your heart and in your life. That's why it's so important to stay focused on your trust and confidence in the word of God. To stay filled. Amen? Paul encourages us in Ephesians, be filled. Keep on being filled in the spirit. Sing songs and hymns and to one another of his great love for us. Stay strong. Stay filled by the spirit of the living God. Death is swallowed up in victory. So what do we know? What do we know today, people? What do we know? What do we, what do we, what do we know today? In verse 58, in 1 Corinthians 15. What's that? Steadfast. We know that anything and everything we do for the Lord is never worthless, useless, or in vain. Amen? All you ladies in the kitchen, scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. All you people that were in the bathrooms, scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. Based on this verse, the truth of God, your scrubbing is not in vain. Your scrubbing is not worthless. Your scrubbing is not useless. As you cleaned out the toilets, your cleaning of the toilets were not, was not useless and it was not worthless, and it was not in vain. It's a part of the kingdom of God in bringing souls to Christ. Everything we do in word or deed, we do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We don't feel used up. We don't feel misused. Jesus felt that. We feel love. We feel his grace. We abound in the work of the Lord. We overflow with the work of the Lord. We excel in the work of the Lord. We don't let ourselves get comfortable in the ways and the whims of this world and the wishes of our, of our own heart and the devices and the intentions of our sinful nature. No, we crucify that. Amen? And a good portion of the work of God is the mortification of our flesh and our sinful nature and the sanctification of us to the work of God for his kingdom. Amen? Crucified with Christ. You know what? But I live because Christ raised himself from the dead, sent the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit now dwells in me, and it, he dwells in you. What is? What is? My mind just went blank. What can we do in the power of the Holy Spirit as we dream for what God has intended for his work at 144 Kirby. Amen? Amen? 144 Kirby. What we should be, steadfast and movable, because the word of God is strong and sure. We have a living hope. Because of the resurrection, we're stable. We're secure. Your salvation is not based on your feeling and your hope so. It's based on the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and his salvation for you.
We are immovable. There's nothing strong enough or powerful enough or big enough, mean enough, dirty enough to knock you off the firm foundation who is Christ. Amen? Nothing. What we should do, always abound in the work of the Lord. When you wake up in the morning, think about what God has in store for you. Amen? When you overflow, you never know what's going to happen with the grace of God and how it touches people's lives. What we should know, we should know that God has called us, that we are in Christ, that God has a purpose for us. Before time began, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works created before time began. Steadfast, immovable, always, always. We abound in the work of the Lord for his glory. Biblical truth, friends, was never meant just for information. There's a guy at work. When I call out a trailer that I put on a door, I say, trailer 84326, up on door 23. And this, this guy in the office has a sports figure that he rips off based on the jersey number of that individual. Is LeBron James 23? Yeah, okay. I would say, hey, trailer 843251 up on door 23. Copy, LeBron James. His mind is like, for information, he's an intellectual. He's, yeah, it's all that. It's not good enough for us just to quote scripture randomly and redundantly and not believe it and not trust it confidently. Amen? For those of you that have a spirit of fear, you're intimidated by what's happening in this world and what's going on with our government, with our president, with the legislation coming down the pike, with the famine that might hit the world and things that are going on. The Bible says that Christ has not given us a spirit of fear. What has he given us? A spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind, steadfast, immovable on the truth in the word of God. Are you with me, people, today? Amen? Yeah. Immovable. Now, when Zachy was younger and he came up and he hit me hard to try and move me, many times... This area right here suffered, okay, the lower abdomen, but I was not moved. It goes to show you, we will suffer in this world, amen? But it's worth it. Because one day, we will see our Savior face to face, and he will say to us, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. Enter into literally my kingdom and my joy. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord, we love you today. We thank you. So much for your mercy. So much for your grace. We have no strength in and of ourselves. 
It's not based on how much we know. It's not based on our experience or our past. You use all that. Our strength comes from you. The power of the Holy Spirit being yielded to, invited into our lives, surrendered to today as the church of Jesus Christ. We can do nothing without you. But we can do all things because of who and what you are in us. Amen? Amen. We are children of the Most High God. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Sealed, delivered by the blood of Christ. Steadfast, immovable, always. Abounding in the work of the Lord. For your glory we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.